Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with David Meredith. He's the Marketing Manager, America's Dirt Category. David, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, great to have you. So, David, tell me a little bit about yourself. I come from a long line of, of cycling. Uh, I've been riding bikes since, uh, <laughs> no, um, for real, since since the, the mid, mid-80s. Uh, I, I was a professional athlete, professional mountain bike racer for a long time. Uh, I've owned multiple businesses uh, in the bike category, designed bicycles, built, sold bicycles. Components, uh, I've worked for some very notable brands in the industry, including Crank Brothers, Marzocchi, here at Full Speed Ahead, uh, and, and a few other ones in between, Specialized also, uh, and have just really loved my time doing all this. It was a, an easy transition from being an athlete to being an inside person. As an athlete, I had to spend a lot of time marketing myself. As I got older and I went to, to college, my college degrees were in marketing. So it was just kind of a, a nice natural transition. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like it's a kind of a great fit for you. Tell me more about Full, full Speed Ahead. We are a multinational company who makes some of the highest quality components in the world for bicycles across every category. Uh, so that is basically everything except for the bicycle frame we manufacture. Okay. Uh, and that handlebar stems, headsets, cranks, bottom brackets, wheels, seat posts, mm-hmm. and everything in between. Uh, we, we don't do grips and we don't do saddles, but we used to do grips. Uh, so like those kind of doors are always open. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been in business for 30 some odd years now uh, and doing business here in the U.S. for just over 20 years. Okay. Uh, and we've been based in Washington State uh, ever since we came to the U.S. Okay. So full speed ahead, you mentioned that you are the the dirt category. Talk to me about what that means. Yeah. So uh, as a company, we make products for road bikes, triathlon bikes, mountain bikes. And then now as sports, cycling sports are evolving, we have cyclocross, we have gravel, uh, uh, bike packing, uh, numerous kind of offshoots of road and mountain. And, and so we decided a few years ago to separate marketing into asphalt and dirt so we can really target the audiences directly that way. Mm-hmm. Our asphalt marketing manager, John, is a diehard road athlete. Uh, he comes from that background. He, he's an incredible cyclist and he walks that. Where I come from a mountain bike background, I'm able to speak to that language and to that demographic a lot easier. Uh, though I absolutely adore road bikes and, and drop bar bikes. And I, some of my favorite time is actually on a gravel bike, which is the perfect hybrid of a mountain and road bike. So yeah. you're, you're riding off-road on fat tires with drop bars. (laughs) That's fantastic. That sounds like a lot of fun. (laughs) It really is. 
That's great. So kind of besides having a presence, you know, it sounds like, you know, worldwide, um, or what you said, you know, overseas, but also now in the US, talk to me a little bit about, you know, how Full Speed Ahead is able to stand out, you know, as as a brand. We do everything with, well, let me backtrack a little bit. Um, so as a brand, we are a very technical company, uh, and we have our roots set in racing. So by tradition, we were started as a company to make product for racers, uh, for high-end, world-class athletes. And that evolved into this giant company with an office outside of Milan, our main company and factories in Taiwan, which we own and we're vertically integrated. And then our North American office here in Washington. Mm -hmm. And so our history is primarily in that super high-end racing group mm -hmm. and we are the third largest manufacturer of components in the world next to shimano and SRAM. wow though they do manufacture a lot of their own stuff in-house uh uh and they they make products that we don't like they make mountain bike drivetrains we don't make mountain bike drivetrains so we're constantly kind of playing catch up a little bit to them mm -hmm. uh, and they had a little bit of a head start uh, it seems, but we have an immense following in in Europe, where the majority of our marketing is spent. Uh, and so now, come back to us here in the U.S. The U.S. market is a totally different market than what you come across in in Europe or anywhere else in the world. Mm -hmm. We tend to be a more emotional market, where Europe and the rest of the world can be more technical. So that's where we thrived globally is the product is, is it's solid. It's, it's manufactured to the tightest tolerances, a very highly technical product base. Markets love that. Mm -hmm. In the U.S., where we have a really strong manufacturing background, lots of CNC, lots of aerospace, the, the technical stuff is expected. Mm -hmm. So the North American market looks for more. And that's where, when I came on, I saw we were still telling the same technical stories across the world. That, and we were telling those in North America, and we were still kind of remaining in that number three spot. Now I come in from my background of marketing knowledge, where you need to use more emotional storytelling. I've been telling that story since I started in 2021 of tying the emotional aspect of the company and the product to what we make and attaching that to the market so that they understand. Uh, essentially, FSA is a privately held family-owned company. Mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't get disseminated. Like mm -hmm. our, man, our owner, Douglas, and his wife, Yudi, and their son, Max, they own and operate the company out of Taiwan. Yeah. And it's amazing. And, and Claudio over in Europe, he, he's not blood related, but he might as well be because he's been with us since the very beginning. Yeah. And so those emotional stories, and then I come on and I say, okay, yeah, what was the last time you rode your bike? And you had just an amazing time and the feeling of the wind in your hair and the bugs in your teeth and just <laughs> the the sound of your tires on the dirt and, and those things that spark pure emotion. And, and that's where I've been kind of pushing 
our marketing within the Americas because that's where the North American and, and even the South American markets gravitate towards, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What can we identify with? Yeah, yeah. Why do you think it's so important to pull on those emotional heartstrings heart in, your, in your marketing? It's a flooded market. And if you don't do something to differentiate yourself, people are just going to go with who's making the loudest noise. And you can make as much noise as you want and have really amazing product. And then you run into the Coke or Pepsi thing. Okay, do you like Coke or do you like Pepsi? Well, they're both a soda. They're both going to give you what you want. But when you went on your first date with your wife, did she order a Coke or a Pepsi? It's like those little tiny emotional cues will come into play. When you raced your first mountain bike race and you won that race, how did you feel? And you looked down on your bike and you saw, oh, you had an FSA headset on that bike. And that FSA headset helped you get to that finish line. Oh, okay. Yeah, that felt really good. Mm -hmm. it, it's being able to connect those tiny dots to tell the really big picture. Mm -hmm. And that's what's going to move you forward. I stand behind that and yeah. what we do here. And, and I'm trying to teach the European team to kind of do it a little bit too. <laughs> that's great. So when you are, you know, working on your marketing, kind of that emotional marketing, the technical marketing over in Europe, is there a specific profile of writer? Talk to me a little bit about that. As a company rooted in racing, we try and, I personally don't, but the, the company looks to, to go top down. So we'll look at the world caliber athletes, the athletes on the Tour de France, the athletes in the World Cup, and what do they want? And so we will build product to their specification. And then from there, we trickle it down for lack of a better term, into the exact same product and, and we do actually like the product that the world tour teams ride and world cup teams ride will be the exact same product that you can purchase in a store uh, mm -hmm. like uh, for example a uh, a mountain bike gradient wheel set will be the same wheel set that a world cup downhill racer will use mm -hmm. and then you can purchase it for fifteen hundred dollars us it's like mm -hmm. oh my gosh like this million dollar world cup team is riding these same wheels it's like, yeah oh, <laughs> or, or handlebars it's like i've got world cup winning teams and, and athletes using the same 90 dollar handlebar that anybody in the world can purchase yeah uh, so what we tend to do is start at that top level and say we don't make product that's unattainable we make winning product that is fully attainable mm -hmm. and that anybody can use. Mm -hmm. And then we get into the technical side of it where we take the technology of, we'll take a handlebar, for example, where it's a piece of aluminum that's bent and formed. And then we look to how we can cut the cost to reach specific price points, but maintain the quality and the technical astuteness of that certain product. Mm -hmm. So uh, different types of alloys will remain within the line from highest end to entry level and, and stuff like that. So you talked a little bit about, you know, riding since. Burr, 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 burr. Um, talk to me a little bit about some of the trends and changes that you've seen over the years and in, in the space. Yeah. 
so there's been a huge change. And the really funny thing that I love about it is everything's kind of coming full circle. So when I started racing, mountain bikes were small wheels. We had 26 inch wheels. We had brakes that were on the rims. We had really tiny handlebars, long stems, wonky geometry, and we were racing cross country, 30, 40 mile races. We were racing downhill races, dual solemn races, all on the same bike. And over the years, things like suspension changed the game where we're using, now we have upwards of 200 millimeters and eight, eight and a half inches of suspension travel on certain bikes and, and motorcycle technology downsized to four pounds. So your bike still weighs 26 pounds with full suspension and carbon fibers from Formula One and World Rally coming in into, uh, into the bicycle technology scene, like wheels made out of carbon fiber that are stronger than aluminum wheels. It's like, oh, wow, these are really cool. And hydraulic disc brakes, like what you find on a motorcycle or find in your car, uh, even companies like Hayes, who makes brakes for Harley Davidson is making bicycle brakes. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, cool. Mm -hmm. And we're now kind of seeing this trend where a lot of the technology is kind of capped out. And we look at this emerging sport of gravel. The gravel bike is basically a larger wheeled version of that bike that we raced back in the eighties. And <laughs> They put drop bars on them because there were actually a lot of athletes who raced drop bars on their bikes back then, which is really fun. And the these gravel bikes that are out now are highly capable 1980s, 1990s mountain bikes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and my generation who grew up racing that are leading the sales on mm -hmm. those because we're like, oh, it's like this nostalgic thing. Yeah. It's that fun. emotional marketing. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just super fun to see that. It's like, oh, wow. Like my friends and me geek out over these things. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> and and the, you're seeing a big resurgence going back to steel for, for bikes. A lot of it is because steel is easily recycled. It's recyclable. It's not quite so environmentally damaging, especially as carbon fiber is incredibly uh, damaging. If there's no recycling facilities around. But now we're also starting to see Thermoplastics coming back into play, which is a mm -hmm. fully recyclable, recycled type of carbon. Mm -hmm. uh, companies like Fusion Fiber are making wheels out of it and then allowing companies to brand those. Um, we may or may not be working on a few projects, uh, not quite with Fusion Fiber, but with recyclable carbons. Hmm. Um, but seeing lots of this environmental impact coming back from where we were because mm -hmm. back in the 80s and 90s like we were all just a bunch of like children of hippies essentially <laughs> and we all wanted something better and we got these bikes and the bikes were rad and then they got better and they got better and now we're like wait a minute what do we do when we reach the end of life of these things okay we're gonna start figuring stuff out <laughs> uh but the, so so it, it's it's been an amazing ride seeing the technology yeah. change from yeah. and I've seen things where we've gone to 45 50 pound full suspension bikes mm -hmm. 
back down to 26, 24 pound full suspension bikes mm -hmm. that are highly capable. And some of them are actually quite affordable. And we're talking like $3,000 and up, which I hate saying is affordable because it kind of isn't. But at the same time, like we're seeing some bikes cost $16,000. You're like, that's mm -hmm. not affordable. I'll go buy a car. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So, David, if you wanted to leave our listeners with one piece of advice, knowledge, you know, something about full speed ahead, what would you want to leave our listeners with? More of a personal note, I would say make sure that you always take the time to be yourself, stay human and enjoy the outdoors. And whether you're using full speed ahead product or not, just Go outside and be one with, with nature and, and, and find a way to center yourself that way, whether it's cycling or running or, mm -hmm. or even just hiking in the woods and listening to the birds. Go out there and, and just be and enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Everybody gets caught up in the world of, you know, technology and everything like that. And the life will, life will pass you by so fast and people forget, you know, there's, there's a whole world outside of outside of our phones and outside of our doors that, you know, I, I certainly don't think people take enough uh, advantage of or appreciate, uh, you know, the, the beauty of nature. I agree completely. Awesome. Well, David, this has been a really great interview. I appreciate you taking the time to talk to me about, you know, the bike space. I learned so much um, and also too about full speed ahead. So I really appreciate you being on Business Ninjas today. Thanks. I really appreciate the time. It's been great. Yeah. Great to have you. Great to have you. Hey, are you a business ninja? Want to be interviewed like this? Give us a shout. Go to www.writeforme.io, W-R-I-T-E-F-O-R-M-E.io, and schedule a time to meet with us, and we'll make it happen. Keep slaying it, y'all.